for Arizona Public Media. I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor Emerita in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Today we're talking with Rajesh Khanna, Professor in the Department of Pharmacology, who's rapidly expanding our understanding of the biology of pain. Thanks for joining us again, Raj. Thank you, Leslie. Great to be back on the show. You recently have made a really exciting discovery that links your work on pain with uh, work in the COVID domain. What happens when we're infected by a virus? How do viruses infect cells? When a virus first infects a cell, the body will try to mount a defense against it and, and an immune component will be activated. Failing this protective response, the virus will invade our cells and replicate. And this replication is really what is the start of many of the symptoms that the virus will cause. I've been getting emails from a lot of people across the world, and all of them suffer from some sort of chronic pain. All of them contracted COVID at some point. And during the time that they contracted COVID, pain was gone. Unbelievable, right? And in some cases, that pain relief resurfaced when COVID was gone in these patients. But in other cases, the pain relief is long lasting. So clearly there is something going on that we don't fully understand. And I think part of that is because we feel that this pain relief is likely only to be in the first two to 10 days when when somebody is pre-symptomatic or asymptomatic. So we're really not on top of that yet. I mean, they've contracted the virus, but they don't show symptoms. Well, are you suggesting that maybe they don't feel symptoms because there's an analgesic floating around in their bloodstreams? Absolutely, exactly what you said. There's some sort of pain relief that you're feeling but isn't that isn't that very clever? If you're a virus, that's perhaps the best way to you know, spread far and wide. And maybe that's why we're seeing such a high spread. Give us your take on how evolution of the virus is being guided here by this apparent blockage of pain. In our case, you could hypothesize or you could concede that if the virus has pain relief properties also as part of its repertoire of infection, you could see an advantage for the virus in spreading. Now, on the other side, if the virus was really, really fatal, then that would mean that the spread might be not as great, right? So in this case, evolution is sort of given or conferred an advantage on the virus by giving it mutations that make it more infective, but perhaps in the early stages, giving it some sort of uh, uh, control of your pain pathway that it dulls your pain pathway or in fact gives you analgesia or pain relief so that it gets itself to be spread a lot more. So it's pretty brilliant. Nature's really evolved this uh, through evolution and it's pretty creative if you ask me. It's just such an interesting uh, new perspective now on the virus. We, we think of how the virus enters cells and multiplies and, and kills them. And here's a virus stealthily working its way in um, without producing pain so that you may not uh, take whatever antiviral 
um, medication might be available in the future for SARS-CoV-2, might not take it right away because you wouldn't even realize that not only are you infected, but you're getting a sort of nice high on lack of pain as you become infected. It's ingenious. It's stealth. It's it's very unexpected, but clearly there's something huge here. And you know, I keep repeating this that simply taking precautions with the mask, at least until we figure out how to harness it or how to uh, sort of use it to develop something from it. So until that point, I think wearing a mask is sort of the easiest thing you can do. Well, thank you very much, Raj. This is really exciting. This surprising finding could lead you in very, very important directions. Thank you so much. I think so, too. You can hear this in all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.